Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. together recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving uh, and I have had what I think was a bit of a revelatory experience this year so so I will I will set the table uh, when I was growing up my we always did we always do Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family um, those are the, you know, that's the branch where my mom's two brothers left town. And so they would come back in with their families. And when I was a kid, my grandparents would actually have kind of their whole side of the family over. And so there were times where it was a very large gathering, but then over the years it, it, it shrunk a lot. Um, and, and this past year, uh, this past year like it wasn't four days ago yeah um was the smallest that 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 our thanksgiving gathering has been uh for a variety of reasons uh, namely that my grandfather just passed away recently as i talked about on the last episode uh, and my grandmother has actually been uh has been in the hospital for a, basically a significant portion of the time since um, since my granddad died uh, and and so my mom who was the one child who is both alive and in town has been spending you know an inordinate amount of her time at the hospital or taking care of stuff so that she can spend time at the hospital and uh she decided that uh you know we were down to only about eight people seven or eight people for thanksgiving this year she's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get all the sides pretty much uh pre-made from a local market um and it was amazing the experience was pretty seamless. I was able to go pick it, you know, pick everything up on Tuesday. Um, I was able to, you know, go store everything pretty easily. And then it just, it made everything about prepping all the food on Thursday so much easier because all we really had to do was worry about cooking the turkey and then making sure everything got kind of heated at the right time. Um, and I just, we all kind of looked around the table after we finished eating and we're like, yeah, this was great. I think this is going to be the model we follow forever now. And I just, I had the thought that 
you know, if you are having a similarly sized Thanksgiving dinner, because obviously things are different if you're cooking for 30 people. But if you are hosting like single digit people for Thanksgiving and you have been spending, you know, days on end, you know, shopping and cooking and prepping to make all this stuff from scratch. I would implore you to try a slightly new way because I think you are making your life harder than you need to make it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I find that I don't really have anything to, to disagree with there. Um, I also have had mostly uh, small Thanksgivings. I think it's important that usually at all the Thanksgivings I have had, I've kind of known... I have other touch points with the people other than Thanksgiving. I know that there is a type of Thanksgiving that's like you see these people once, maybe twice a year, um, and it becomes a lot more of a of a show. I was actually at a high school reunion, not for me, um, recently, and it was evident people took a little step up in their presentation of things because they wanted to show off. Um, so in your situation, small, you know everybody, I don't think that there are any, I get this since there aren't any kids present. It really is people you know, and you're just trying to have a, a good time together. What's the quickest point to that? It's kind of de-stressing the situation because, you know, this is like the worst time of year for mental health. Actually, I believe November is um, suicide prevention month. Uh, you know, this is a terrible time of year. And these holiday gatherings where stress is heaped on usually only one or two people um, and everybody else is a critic, that sucks. There's no reason to do that. And yet this, as you said, was a revelation and that is unfortunate. Yeah. Maybe because um, there, I was in an environment where like a lot of people had a house nearby the house where the Thanksgiving was taking place, but like it's usually been more of a, a potluck thing where no one has been responsible for more than three dishes. So in your case, Sean is one person here kind of shouldering most of the load. And this is really what that's helping. I mean, it's not not literally one person, but yes. I mean, it, it was very much the case the Around last the house, few years. Yeah. yeah. Where it has been like it's apparent that there's a lot of stress on my mom and like we would all help out as much you know as much as we can like i've made a lot of sides from scratch i do these carrots with like a kind of herb sauce and you roast them in like a a marinade with orange juice and maple syrup and paprika and stuff um but like yeah it, it really was one one kitchen being responsible for all of the food prep and and so, like the 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 potluck thing is a, a great option too. Like that that's, uh, I wouldn't even necessarily recommend one of the one of these two sort of different models over the other. Like if you have the ability to do the potluck, I think that solves a lot of the problems too. Um, and it gives a chance. You know, that one is nice because it gives people a chance to you know to feel like they're participating and contributing. And to like kind of show off a little bit, and it's like it's fun to you know if you do like a friendsgiving potluck. It's a lot of fun to to 
show up with something that you make and you feel like you do a good job at and to have it be well received. So like I I certainly don't want to deprive anyone of the <laughs> chance at that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that um, as Pierce said, like everyone can kind of be a critic. So too, if you, you know, outsource this to a degree, if there's a dish that's not all that great, then, you know, not a big deal. No one, no one's fault really. But I think that while experimentation is good, I, I, I find that people put a lot of pressure on like not experimenting on Thanksgiving too. Like don't try a new stuffing recipe unless you know that it's great because people are like really counting on having stuffing. And if you mess that up, then even if it's like a kind of a basic dish, if you mess it up, then like everyone's Thanksgiving's ruined because people put too much pressure on, on individual things. It's an absurdly high expectation holiday in that regard. And just like everyone's a critic, but nobody, Here's the thing. Be a critic after everyone goes home. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. I mean, well, I yeah. <laughs> Just like I can't believe we I can't believe anyone ever needs to say that. But like don't be a dick about the food while you're there. Somebody worked hard on that and you know, just be catty about it on the ride home. Yeah. I you were going to say Max. Yeah, no, I mean, I so we don't really do a, a potluck. We bring things, but it's usually desserts. We were responsible for bringing beer this year, um, where my aunt makes all the food. Um, historically, she's always really enjoyed that role, but to be honest, I don't know. You know, cooking for 20 people is certainly not stress-free. Um, but the pressure thing is so interesting because I think about, like, I think everyone in their head has like their idea of what the Thanksgiving plate should look like. I say should because that is really what it is. And it's but it's really theirs. Like everyone, even before we started recording, we were talking about like regional differences, but like in everyone's head they have this idea. And when you go to a Thanksgiving other than probably the one you maybe grew up with, it's gonna be at least a little different. And so, you know, we went to a couple <clears throat> Thanksgivings in Oregon with my cousin and it was a little different in ways that were like, oh and you it's not that the food is bad necessarily. It's just y- you leave a little disappointed because it wasn't what in your head was what the plate should have been. And so well, I find no it funny, ex- like historically, oh. no one expects their Thanksgiving turkey to be replaced by a pile of alfalfa sprouts. Exactly. And so <laughs> growing up, we would always we would go to my aunt's house. Food was usually delicious, you know. But it's maybe a little something is. Not what we would think. Anyway, either way, because it was not ever at our own house, we would go home, and then the next day, my mom would basically recreate the meal, but with a chicken, so that we'd have all the leftovers. <laughs> because it's all about the leftovers, and when it's not at your own house, you don't get the leftovers. And I, and that's how I feel this year. I mean, you know, so I'm not actually, you know, the food can disappoint you if it's like, oh, this is, you make your stuffing different than, you know, what I'm used to, mm-hmm. or, or you put something that's not what I'm used to on the plate and that's all well and good but I think like you know the bottom <laughs> I don't I don't know it's funny to think that like you know I, I just want the leftovers and when I don't get them I'm, I'm a little upset also yeah, share your leftovers yeah uh send I, people I think home with shit it, it is well, I probably a... would have if I wasn't traveling in multiple yeah. Yeah, yeah. quadrants and things. I, I I think there are 
grander lessons about um which we'll get to about like events <clears throat> events like these in general where you're you're hosting and and everything but yeah thanksgiving is just such a tough barometer because there are there's like a bingo card of things and you expect to have these these five all the time and then you're constantly comparing like it does not need to be competitive but it becomes very competitive and and maybe maybe the real trick is to as a as a coworker suggested the other day um, they were kind of having a a slightly different Thanksgiving because they had some people coming to town that weren't family and they were just shopping in and they had they had all met in Malaysia like that's how they became friends and they did not actually do this but they were discussing maybe we should just make Malaysian food like why why be bound by this expectation and they ended up doing the expectation because that's how it has to be so to say and I. I think that is is also unfair, but I you know I think in the specific of Thanksgiving there are some stresses, and we were talking about it a little bit before. Like just we talked about expectations and how those can be difficult. Um, logistically, it's really hard, be it four people or be it twenty four people. But I think there's a through line with this, and I've definitely experienced this not making Thanksgiving dinners, but other when I'm hosting people, even with just two other people. Um, it's really hard to be both a social host and someone who is actively preparing food. And I find that to be immensely stressful and the type of stress that you end up, you know, being like i i can't eat i feel sick from just the stress of this which is very bad in those situations for other reasons but it is it is really an impossible thing to be like i am going to be the producer of of everything here and it's just that that's the part that i think is the the balancing of that is is the most stressful to me but like are you signing yourself up for this or is this well that's no that's the thing and that that's really kind of one of the more nasty onerous things of this is you want to be the person who hosts thanksgiving or this event like you want to host it i don't know why but that's it's like uh i don't know are you speaking for yourself yeah no i know i think he's speaking for i think he's speaking for people that many of the people that host thanksgivings i mean like this is a thing that happened like there was a lot of tension in my family with you know uh so in the last like five-ish years when we started doing thanksgiving at my parents house uh, because my grandmother was someone who had you know had been the i you can bring some dessert but i'm making all of the food and, and, and yeah. like over time you know you, you start to heap these expectations onto yourself not only your own but expectations from other people real or imagined and that's an important point because some of them are imagined that you are going to be like the sole party responsible for all of this when in reality if you said hey like i'm gonna host but like i also want to be able to make sure that i can be kind of integrated into 
the the festivities so like what would be really great is if i can make a turkey and this one other thing but like let's all bring something else to make sure that nobody has to spend their whole thanksgiving in the kitchen you you can you can build up in your mind that that is something that will be poorly received by the people that are coming to share this holiday with you but i'd be i would be willing to bet that it almost never would be the case that people are actually upset about that yeah i, I mean i i think that hosting the event is is a point of pride i mean think of all yeah, the movies of course. depictions of oh i'm i'm carving the turkey because well usually you didn't make the meal but you are are the the head of the household that hosts also, you know, being a point of pride, Max, if I was like, no, I'm going to host liquor and cheeseburger party next year, you would have been like, no, no, that's my thing. And it sounds so silly, but like there is pride in like being the both the producer and the um, the MC of, of this event. And what you're doing is is you're writing and producing and performing the track. And that is a lot of work. And uh, that's get some burnout uh and i i don't know i mean i guess i you know sean you're 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 describing your parents and at being a different stage in this but as someone who's like thinking ahead to you know as i contribute uh, so for me for thanksgiving there were some people that that couldn't come and one of the things they were gonna they were gonna make sweet potatoes and greens and we had some extra sweet potatoes at my house I also had some greens that I had made uh, like in the early fall, late summer that were in the freezer. And so I brought them. I was able to pivot. Mm -hmm. But that pivot is very different than me imagining doing the hosting and doing that performative meet. And so, you know, your your discussion of, hey, this is maybe a better way. I can't do that my first time out. Or I don't no, feel like I can. I know what you mean. But pivoting to that transitioning to that if it's the right group makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i think i think more than any specific change to like your approach to the food i think the thing that i'm i'm really arguing for is for everyone to quit being so fucking hard on themselves about thanksgiving just yeah. like you have to give yourself a break um and, and and this is like this is something that uh last year or maybe even the year before when the shutdown full cast had Michael Felder on to talk about you know Thanksgiving and and prep and approach um Ryan Nanny said a thing that is really important to me and my Thanksgiving mental health is having one thing on the menu that I can just absolutely punt into the sun that I can just bail on with no mm -hmm. questions asked with no problem and like give, you know give yourself those outs have things that like if I can get to it that's great but if not it's not gonna cause a, you know it's not gonna cause a ruckus we were talking about doing this like kind of apple tart cake sort of thing um and and we just you know 
we could have pulled it off probably if we had, you know, if I had been a little more focused on Tuesday and said, okay, well, do we have everything we need? What are all the steps? But we got to Thursday morning and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have enough apples. Let me look at, oh my God, I have to like cook the apples and then cool them completely. And there's like all of these intermediary steps. We're not fucking doing this. We're absolutely not doing this. I was, I was expecting on the other hand, I was expecting not pre-cooked apples, but mandolin apples and someone going, no, 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 no. We, we do no, no more trips to the hospital. This is it. No, no more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also that if you can, if you can avoid putting yourself in danger situations, yeah. uh, that would be good too. But just like you're making the part of the reason that there are so many leftovers is because you're making way too much food anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah. It is not, and and, and that's well. That's part of that's part of the expectations that are wrapped up in this too, like, uh, oh, it's a holiday about leftovers. Oh, so I have to feed you fuckers twice. Yeah, it's it's such an American holiday. It's you have to do it this way. The the Thanksgiving dream, like the American dream, it goes like this: you have two cars, you have a house. There's also the aspect of like. Oh, it's the biggest Thanksgiving ever. How large was yeah. your turkey? How many potatoes did you use? How many pies were there? Did you have did you have apple, pumpkin, and pecan? Did you also have this one? It's it's like that and and like, oh, you don't you don't need to bring your containers. We'll give you containers to take it home. It's just like such a just like uh, and, yeah. Like if you have to choose between making sure that there is enough greens, you know, for for everyone to take home extras at the end of the night and retaining your mental health so that you don't take the knife you were using to trim the greens and stab one of your cousins with it. Pick the second one. Yeah. And and it's, you know, you mentioned going to a local establishment and buying stuff, which they, which they offer. <laughs> and there are few instances there are a few instances where it's like, hey, would you like mashed potatoes that someone that you're related to made? Or would you like mashed potatoes made at that restaurant that we really like? Which would you prefer? In this in this instance, everybody says, oh, the ones my cousin made who like sort of got through high school and, and certainly lie. doesn't know math. Yeah, it's, it's a lie. It's, David Chang, um, uh, David Chang was doing uh, some sort of interview. Maybe was, I'm, I'm sure it was for a podcast, um, like in the week leading up, and he said, you know, e- even I struggle with this, and like I haven't gotten the courage up to do it just yet. But like, if you just skipped the whole step of cooking a turkey and got a shitload of fried chicken, there might be some people that balked at it on the front end. Nobody's leaving unhappy. And, and the thing about an event that you host is if people are unhappy, you're the host. You don't have to invite them again next year. And you're like, well, they're they don't, Or they don't have to come if they don't want to come, yeah. I, I yeah. do love the, that idea. I am curious, though, if there are things that you think have to be on the plate. If, no. if you're hosting a, 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 a traditional Thanksgiving meal. There are things I like making and I think I make well that I want to I want to be on the plate but it's because I'm confident in them and I know people enjoy them and I want them to be happy and enjoying them but if they're going to be happy with 
um, you know, a seasonal salad and a roast chicken instead, and they want to have gummy bears for dessert, that's fine. That's really fine. Um, that would be an interesting crew, but, you know, the future holds boundless and unknown things. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... I think there's there's sort of like an archetype that I have in my head for what you'd call like a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, but who cares? Like I I don't, but I'm not sure I have ever actually had one by that exact definition. Because because yeah, really Louisianans are fucking weird, man. Yeah, I think it's called for me. Box. I just like it. It really is about the time and seeing people that I don't usually see. If if you told me that it was going to be like going into it, like, oh, it's going to have all the Thanksgiving dishes, but they're all going to be like cold, then I don't know. Like, I would still, I'd still have a good time. Like, <laughs> it's just like while it's a holiday yeah. about the food, it doesn't need to be the best meal ever. I'm not going to a $200 a plate restaurant and no. part of my satisfaction is how good the food is or you can part chat, of my review you can chat with people in line for the microwave yeah yeah um, is there any is there anything that you think we should add into the Thanksgiving canon I know that we oh. could go long on that but something I, I mean I'm thinking of food that is like very American you mentioned fried chicken earlier that is a very American thing um i i think maybe and you're gonna go oh well thanksgiving is such a slog how could you do this thanksgiving is about doubling down so i think that french fries should be at thanksgiving and you figure out who makes the best french fries in the family um because i I think that's be great french i haven't tried it but french fries and um like cranberry sauce i could see that i could see that being good you know, kind of the the tangy and and brightness and also sweetness. I mean, what do you think ketchup is? That's what ketchup is, basically. Yeah, but didn't didn't we do a whole episode about how ketchup is not the right thing for French uh, it's, fries? It's, it's not, but for some people it is, and the, no, you I have know. a diversity of, of things on there. I'm gonna, I don't know when I'm gonna try it, but I will try it because because cranberries cranberries are. I mean, it sort of dep- but, yeah. it sort of depends on like what. Uh, what the purpose you're trying to accomplish is on the general theme of like making people's lives easier and making Thanksgiving prep easier. I would highly recommend giving real consideration to making your green vegetable be a salad just because it is so easy to put together. Um, other than that, you can just I, yeah. skip that part too. Like no one's there for yeah, the green you really, vegetable. You really don't have. Yeah, just, the plate should be brown and orange. <laughs> I say should again. I I shouldn't say should, but it, you know, I was thinking you could you could almost do like a meatloaf. Yo, yeah, I don't know if that means instead of a turkey or on top. Either way, like I would Tur- be unhappy. Turkey if meatloaf. If you told me for... oh, it's, everything is the same, but it's meatloaf, I'd be like, sweet. <laughs> it's all in there. It's all in there. Yeah, it's all basically the same, right? <laughs> Um, potatoes are gratin would be a good addition. I feel like I've had that maybe okay. once or twice, but yeah. that doesn't I'm seem into, American. I'd be, though. I'd be into that. 
But as I said, but I, this might have been before we recorded, yeah. like, I can't think of many foods that if they were available on the table on Thanksgiving, I would be disappointed. And I can't think of many foods that if they were available on the table, I wouldn't put on my plate. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, Why not? So, I'm uh, I'm a big rice guy, so, like, tonight, as we're, t- as we're recording now, Julia is making us a rice, a, a dish with rice as the side, and I've never been more excited to have rice. So maybe, like... Some a risotto of some sort. Give me some rice. I was. I, I thought you were gonna go like like chicken fried rice, which there are a few more American <laughs> that meals than like or or even just like uh, general souse chicken would be would be in the same. <laughs> Panda Express. Panda yeah. Express is what you should add to Thanksgiving. <laughs> they're 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 oh they're probably open, so you could if you have to punt. That's where you're going. It's the truth. I mean, one of the, to add, one of my brother's coworkers. We went to um, work uh, with him on Wednesday, and one of his coworkers said, "You know, at this point, Thanksgiving is just me and my mom, so we just get a bunch of Chinese food and watch football." I was like, "Good yeah, for you! That like, great. That's you get with the people that you care about, and you eat something. That's it, really. Could you be something, eat something special, you wouldn't something normally good. eat, and they took the next step of making it not crazy stressful." I yeah. Mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I kind of love it. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. It's not DiGiorno's. It's we a stress-free said, holiday. You can do that. <laughs> we can just get <laughs> a bunch frozen, of Chinese food and sit on the couch. <laughs> frozen pizza would be a good addition. Like a little 9 p.m. snack. <laughs> You've Ooh. awoken and you need some pizza. Okay. All right. Before, before we give away the, the good secrets... Let's uh, let's maybe wrap up and move on to Pierce's sorry. So, uh, what are you apologizing for this week? Uh, so I was so I was in Japan for a while, and I wait, was you were host. I was, um, and I was for a bit. I was hosted by um, someone who's active duty in the Navy, and at some point there were you know we were talking about different things and and certain avenues of humor that you may expect to be something folks would would use as humor on a submarine so um i introduced a new humor concept that i immediately came to regret because it became so popular and i'm sure now has infiltrated uh certain you know naval facilities in uh in japan which uh, I asked, I was like, oh, you know, do you, uh, do you tell a lot of jokes about BOFA and, you know, when you're on submarines and stuff? And of course I got the, what's BOFA? <laughs> and I had to explain. Oh, no. Uh, and, and I basically showed all these, these tweets of, there's a very famous Jonathan Chait one. There's also a Richard Dawkins <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the uh, Jonathan Chait one ends with when asked what is Bofa, uh, it is uh, Bofa D's Kami Nuts Moist Boy, which which in itself was the funniest thing. So I'm I'm like fascinated that I was able to share that, and that was news to someone who is you know in the environs that they are. But I did have to apologize to the the uh, the other part of this hosting family for that joke just becoming deeply seated immediately. 
That is delightful. Jonathan Chait is very high on the list of people that I would love to see get Bofa on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that that one is that one is amazing because someone someone pretends to be, well might be a doctor and it's like oh you're gonna you're gonna get it's it's worth looking up. Anyways, yeah. <sighs> all right. Um, as a big idea from pop culture, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second and say that just before we started recording um, I saw online a statement from the uh, the union representing the human journalists uh, that still work for the company that owns the Sports Illustrated brand and all of that wording is, is very important uh, because uh the reason that they had to put out a statement is that uh, someone reported that uh, Arena Brands or whatever the the name of the parent company is um, is the latest uh, sort of media corporation to get caught using AI language models to publish. Um, you can't call them stories because they're really not to publish content under mm -hmm. fake bylines, and I am so fucking offended by it. Uh, and and I just like I, I am staggered not only by the contempt that it displays for their employees, uh, but by how how brazenly they betray what they really think of their audience because they think their readers are too fucking stupid to notice. And I just... I, I don't... I don't even know what to do about this. Like, I'm, I'm... I am sad and angry for my friends who are still working in journalism and, and having to put up with this shit. Um, I'm sad for the people who are going to get deprived of quality information as a result of this because they are going to be um, in, in any of the myriad ways that it happens whether they're in a market that gets served by this AI bullshit whether they're in a market that you know that doesn't feel like they can support it and so they close down their newspaper you know it's, it's, it's bad out there and it's bad out there because these companies think that they're smarter than everyone else. And I'm getting pretty fucking tired of it. Yeah. So. Well, uh, you know, hopefully all those private equity groups uh, will run out of websites to close and then they will lose their money and no longer exist. Um, may, may Jim Spanfeller spontaneously combust like a spinal tap drummer. Um, all right. Now that I've gotten up on my soapbox for the day uh max do you have a trivia question for us i do hell yeah hell yeah the suspense, <laughs> the suspense. The yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting one so um yeah so i i don't have the best sources but we're all playing on fair fair ground so you know the source is me i'm the source on this one um, okay so we were talking about thanksgiving right and everyone's making all these different foods um 
you may be familiar with the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. Mm-hmm. The Butterball Turkey Talk Line is uh, actually, uh, are, are you all familiar with it? Yes. Yes, I have seen the West Wing. I'm not. All right. So the Butterball Turkey Hotline is actually started off as a, a joke, but is a real thing now. Started in 1981 from Butterball, which is a company that, uh, I don't know if they make, they sell turkeys. Um, and the Butterball Turkey Hotline was intended to, is a phone number you can call to get, you know, help with preparing your Thanksgiving turkey, basically. And so the hotline opens, I don't know, it's like a week before Thanksgiving. And now they've actually expanded it. You can text the Butterball Turkey Hotline for help. They have a live chat on their website. Um, and it actually, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. The requirements to become like the, the person that answers the phone is pretty serious. Like you need real, real credentials to become a, a Butterball Turkey Hotline wow. uh, representative. Okay. But uh, without going into that, the question for today which is according to every source I could find. So I couldn't find any sources to the contrary. So it's, you know, reasonable. Mm-hmm. What is the most <clears throat> common uh, reason that people call into the Butterball Turkey hotline for? What is the most common question or thing that they're calling for? Oh, God. And it's, you know, very relevant to what we were talking about today. So you're dealing with the stresses of Thanksgiving. I have an an idea. I have a couple ideas, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to decide (laughs) between... I I think there's there's only two. There's only two that I could imagine it being. Yeah, I I also there's one that jumps out to me, but I think that there are really two main main things as well. Okay, I've Fair got enough. an answer. Why don't you start? Uh, how to carve the turkey? Interesting. Oh, I hadn't even considered I will, that. I will say it is some variant of. <clears throat> My turkey isn't fully thawed. How do I cook my turkey from partially frozen? Okay, that is that was one of the ones that I was thinking of. How long it takes to thaw the turkey? But my my answer is how long it takes to cook the turkey. Mm. All right. So according to all of my sources. <laughs> Uh, Pierce would be correct. Wow. The majority of people that call in are basically saying, my turkey is still frozen. Uh, <laughs> How do I, I feed that everyone makes sense today? Yeah. Okay. And the answer is, unfortunately, time is the only <laughs> real proper way to thaw a turkey. There are not really any shortcuts there. Uh, if you remember, I think it was last year, there was the whole meme around thawing the turkey in the microwave became cooking the turkey in the microwave and people were uh trolling their their moms when they were hosting thanksgiving or friendsgiving for the first time and be like how long do i have to cook the turkey in the microwave <laughs> and watching their mom's reactions be like no you can't do that um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's about th- th- thawing the turkey or anything to do with thawing was a <sighs> response i was well, on the right track i was thinking like of, i was imagining someone like stressed in a hurry and be like i don't know where do i start where do i put the knife yeah. so i was kind of on the right track of it being a crisis of, of sorts 
there there is a, a a moment in the West Wing where the president of the United States calls the Butterball hotline and I believe argues with them. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the end of the show. It's good to good to be back. Good to do a trivia question for the first time in a little bit. Uh, you can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. Uh, we'll be back next time to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Alex. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.